0: Welcome to another episode of mic Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why well, work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. Have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, let's go ahead and get into Mid-America, not Min america rv roper key i'm sorry i just got my computer it's one of those days boys just bear with us ladies and gentlemen
0: roper key. ladies and gentlemen a lot of ladies in I, this yeah
1: room. excuse me ladies and gentlemen Roper Kia, the location right here on the hill in Joplin, Missouri. Roper Mitsubishi, Roper Rangeline. That is a place to go for a nicer, newer car. Mention Mike Dup, and they will get you a $1,000 discount immediately right there off the asking price. That's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when you're going to need a nicer, newer car. Go to Roper Kia, Roper Mitsubishi, Roper Rangeline. Mention Mike Dup. Get $1,000 off.
0: And take that new car and head to Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. If you are traveling through, definitely stop by. Mention us at Mike Dup. Say, hey, Those mic'd up guys, they told me this place was great, and it is home of the best happy hour of the world from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock with their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609.
1: Next up, Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that, so be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. You're going to need your oil change, tire service. Make sure you get that done, taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at downtown Lou,
0: and we appreciate you guys joining us on this lovely little thursday morning uh, right here at 10 a.m central time every weekday right here in the call in app uh, make sure you're listening here to take advantage of that great live chat that we have so many people in the chat today i'm going to start today off with a question yes, we, we've got a lot of regulars that listen every single day in the chat you can see it right here in the call in app who's your favorite woman that listens to this show
1: my mother (laughs) oh angie
0: okay i just wanted to check
1: yeah just trying to put me in a tough spot
0: yeah 100 percent. not even gonna hide it (laughs) Uh, what's great though is that you can listen to this podcast live or you can listen to it later so even if you're not in the chat right now listen to it later no problem uh last night we did have a great basketball game uh well kind of we had a good basketball game and I think it got overshadowed by the Draymond Green stuff, which is kind of crazy that he continues to take over. He fouled out last night and he fouls out and a lot of people start chanting and I believe they started chanting fuck you Draymond. A, a lot of the a lot of people in the crowd, it sounded pretty obvious. I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying. And I think a lot of people took issue with this one uh, um I know that Steve Kerr came out and said, like, oh, that was just stay classy Boston or whatever. That was a classy move. And then Clay Thompson kind of said this similar thing. Like, you have children in the crowd and you're chanting, you know, dropping the F-bomb, stay classy Boston. I will say, I don't think Draymond Green cared at all. I I don't think that this was something that affected him. Honestly, it probably just got him going. I think he's the kind of guy that responds to it and is like, oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah, you hate me. You're supposed to hate me. So I don't think that he cared at all. And also, if you're taking your kid to the NBA Finals, you've got to expect that they're going to hear the F word.
1: And, like, one, congratulations that you're able to afford that. And, like, the fact you have enough money <laughs> to go to the Finals game, and you're like, I'm going to take my kid instead uh-huh. of, like, another diehard fan who also probably bought their own ticket. So congrats there. But, yeah, like, don't be upset that your kid's hearing bad words at a professional sports game. It happens from anywhere and everywhere. It's part of it. You're just going to have to tell your kid, like, hey, you're going to hear some stuff today. You're not allowed to say it, though.
0: Yeah. Unless, some unless some parents would apparently are. <laughs> are like hey
1: actually you you get to say this.
0: You're I mean I this. the last Royals game I went to with my daughters there were people chanting something. I don't even remember what it was cuz I say enough shit on my own that my daughters like, "Did you hear that, dad?" Like, yeah, I I did. Don't don't repeat it. It's fine. Something I think it was something about balls. And they're like, nah, "Did you hear that?" That's funny. Uh, so I it, there's got to be like some kind of level of expectation if you're taking your kid to a game you this isn't the first time it's happened yeah. this is not the first time a crowd has chanted the f-word or that probably your child has heard it i mean hell most like tyler says in the chat it's boston the chant was probably started by a nine-year-old and i'll guarantee you, most kids in boston they've heard the f-word yeah at this point
1: and yeah, i i love it when they like you can hear it across like the tv And the announcers are trying to, like, downplay it. Like, oh, I wonder, like, what they're chanting.
0: Yeah, it had some Let's Go Brandon vibes. Yes. It's like the announcers like, oh, what are they chanting? Oh, let's go Draymond. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what they probably chant next time. We
1: love Draymond. It's like, hmm, that's not what they're saying there.
0: Right. So, I don't don't know. I don't have an issue with fans doing it. Is it probably a little bit rude? Maybe. I, I really don't think Draymond cared. I did see his wife. Took to Instagram to say that it was ridiculous and how it should not happen or whatever. I mean, your husband is the same guy that kicks people in the balls while playing. So, (laughs) uh, I I don't know. I think it's a lot of outrage over almost nothing. Now, I use the F word frequently. Yes. Probably more frequently than most.
1: If you were to have like a counter like go off every time you said the F word throughout the day, what do you think that number would be? For me? Yeah.
0: Triple digits. Per day? Per day. Triple digits. I don't know
1: why I'm reacting to this. Like you smoke two packs of cigarettes a day.
0: (laughs) Right. You talk to me a lot. You hear it. Yeah. But also like when I'm driving, I I say it all the time. If I can't find something at home, if I'm cooking, like in every situation of my life, I use the F word. I'm, you can tell I'm trying not to today because I know that we're talking about it. So I could easily drop it 20 times today.
1: You definitely could. Just in
0: this hour.
1: I remember being a kid and like the first time I heard the word, it was just like, oh my gosh. Like I knew immediately that it was a bad word for some reason. <laughs> I think I was watching like – I think it might have been like a Vin Diesel. Maybe it was like an Ice Cube movie or something. And he's just like – he just drops a bomb like the word. and I was just like – "Oh." Ooh, that's a new word I haven't heard before, and I don't think that's a good word.
0: There's a lot of emphasis on that word, and it sounded <laughs> yeah. cool.
1: Something what like that happened, and then said it.
0: And you can use
1: it in the, like
0: every situation.
1: Oh, yeah. I also remember being in middle school and like having some friends who like didn't know how to cuss, and it was hilarious listening to them do that.
0: Didn't know how to cuss.
1: Like I mean, every middle schooler goes through it and they're like, using cuss words around the friend. like using it all the time yes and they just they don't know like when and like where yeah. to use it like i'll be honest it happened to me once or twice but it was like with ass and shit and i somehow like got it mixed up like you know how i know way i talk for a living you know <laughs> i got my words mixed up and my friend's like what did you just say and i was just like i'll take a mcdouble we we're in like a mcdonald's drive-thru i remember it vividly
0: <laughs> uh your mom says it was the movie friday
1: it freaking was. Dude, I loved that movie as a kid. <laughs> that one part where he's like, my grandma gave give me that chain. And then he like runs to the car, and he's like, oh, he's going to cry when he gets to the car. Me and my mom used to cool You could
0: that. watch Friday, but you haven't seen so many other movies.
1: Just where just were your siblings is. then?
0: Because that's your thing. Like, oh, my was siblings. my mom.
1: And my mom's like, ooh, I got other younger kids. Probably can't be watching all these shows.
0: Uh, but not you. No. You got to watch Friday.
1: Yeah. How are you going to get fired on your day off for stealing boxes? <laughs> What you gonna do? Build a clubhouse? <laughs> Shit cracks me up. I need to watch that movie now.
0: I yeah, I thought that was my first. I think it might have been. What was his name? Uh, Tucker. Chris Tucker's like first big movie. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious.
1: <laughs> that part where they're like, "Damn!" Like right at the beginning. <laughs> uh-huh. Still love that part. I mean, yeah, I use the GIF all the time on social media too. Yeah. GIF, JIF, whatever it is.
0: So I, I don't know. I don't care about Draymond using the f word.
1: I don't care, and I don't care that it got chanted at him either, and the fact that like some people are upset that he went and did a podcast immediately after the game. Yes. What else do you want him to do? Like that might be. Yeah, a good Yeah. He even said
0: that. Him. Like I get back to the hotel room. What do you want me to do? Can and for a professional athlete, sad about a loss. Yeah, I'm sure that there's like that time where it takes your like your brain to stop for you to actually calm down to go to sleep. Might as well just fire off a podcast for a little mm-hmm. bit. And again, like he's going to get his appropriate amount of rest. He's probably still sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And He's gonna wake up and get prepared for the game. Whenever it, like, is it what Saturday
1: they play again or Friday, is Friday? Nine p.m. Eastern. It's gonna be another late game.
0: Another eight p.m. start for us here. That's. I did stay up for the entire game. Yep. Last night, uh, the Clay Thompson stuff, though. I mean, I've seen people already sharing tweets of when the Cavs played the Warriors, and like some lady yells out that LeBron is a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> but it's like He'll oh the san francisco fans would never be disrespectful yeah. <laughs> it's like what didn't
1: that because i got him to turn around too didn't it Where yeah just like, and the
0: security guard's like hey watch your mouth lady <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then lebron stops like a lady said that to me so like every fan base has it it's not like this is just boston being like oh it's boston look at him using the f word like it's everywhere it's sports it's it's gonna happen so
1: so you not didn't upset. watch the whole game last night. I started watching it about the uh, middle of the third quarter because I uh, was trying to get Top Gun in for the third time this week. Is that well, what you call it? The person I was watching it with <laughs> was Stayed Awake this time. Oh. Yeah. Top Gun's a good movie. It's not a three times in one week good of a movie. But finally did it. So then like once that movie ended, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the finals. Here we go. Started third mm-hmm. quarter. And I was like, all right, Boston's off to like a slow start. But it didn't feel like it was as slow as it was the first two games. And when they got to the fourth, like they still get into the third quarter with the lead, which I thought was nice for them. And Steph was just being Steph in the third quarter. It was insane. They were shooting at 48% from the three-point line at one point. But Boston just continued to take advantage of the fact that they had the bigger guys out on the floor, and they just – it felt like they had more fight and energy in themselves on the offensive side of the ball and getting, like, offensive rebounds. Mm -hmm. And if you're on Twitter last night, you see everyone talking about it. But it was something that I noticed even in the middle of the third quarter. It was like, hey, Boston's getting offensive rebounds here. They're just not capitalizing off of it yet. And then they're in the fourth quarter towards the middle of it, kind of when they started pulling away, they're able to take advantage of those opportunities, and they stayed aggressive on getting the boards. And so if you're the Warriors, it's like, okay, hey, we need to change that going into game four. We can't keep having our small lineup out there and just be relying on threes, but then giving them, you know, three-plus opportunities each trip down the floor for them because they keep getting offensive rebounds.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to figure out something, too. And even with Draymond Green, I – I support him, him doing his podcast, everything like that. He's he's just not good at basketball anymore. <laughs> you
1: don't think
0: his, so? His stat line last oh. night was terrible. Like, he fouled out, but he still played 35 minutes last mm-hmm. night. He scored two points, had four rebounds, and three assists. He's just – he's not a difference maker. I heard Dan Patrick talking about it this morning, too. I don't want to steal his – take or what he observed but even Jalen Brown's dribbling the ball and he has Draymond Green on him somebody goes to set a screen to like okay let's get a defensive switch here and Jalen Brown's like nah, I've got Draymond I want him and he took him to the rim and he scored mm-hmm. it's like he's not feared anymore he's was probably at one point in his career a great defender yes yeah, now I don't even game. know if I would call him a good defender
1: yep I mean we got to think it's been six seven years since we saw Draymond be the best defense player in the league Right. I mean, honestly. And he's dealt his fair share of injuries as well. Yep, he he's is getting older. older. He is a step slower. That's fine. It's a natural progression of getting older. That's how that happens. Yeah, he's but at 32 the same time, now. It's like, if you're the Warriors, you have to also realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. No technical fouls last night.
1: Nope.
0: I was surprised. There were the, I do think that Grant Williams got the message of, like, you're the guy. Because he was just being a nuisance. All night long he and was.
1: like even on the rebounds. Like yeah. I felt like he would go get an offensive rebound, but his mindset was like I'm gonna put an elbow in his back yeah. and then just kinda like tip it up in the air and let someone else go get it. And him. there
0: was at one point Draymond was like clapping uh, kind of in the face of Grant Williams and Grant Williams walked right at him. Like he did not change his course at all. He's like, This is my path, I'm on it, I'm going through you. And like that they, almost started something. It I love didn't it when but, they
1: smile after that. Like if yeah. someone's clapping in my face like that, I'm just gonna sit there and laugh.
0: I don't know how I would. I'm
1: gonna do a quick spin around you. Take it. Oop.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I obviously Grant Williams listening to the show and our idea idea that you know somebody's got to go after Draymond, but I do think it worked. And all this like all this talk. We're three games in. Boston is winning two one, and all the talk is still surrounding Draymond Green. It's kind Mm -hmm. of crazy. Uh, He has scored 15 points in three games. He also has 15 fouls in three games.
1: (laughs) I think it was Statmuse that put that on Twitter last night, and I like legitimately laughed out loud when I read it because I was uh-huh. like, that is an awful stat line.
0: Yeah, or even, like, going in, like, a lot of people, and I think maybe Draymond did this himself, trying to compare Draymond Green to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was grabbing 15 rebounds a game and being the best defensive player on the floor.
1: Year after year.
0: Yeah, like, Draymond's <laughs> he's getting six rebounds and two points.
1: I almost think we need to put more respect on Dennis Rodman's career then. As right? I'm sure some people have, but, like, he did that all the way from the Pistons and through the Bulls, like, that entire yeah. time.
0: Yeah, and He knew his role. He was a little bit weird. He was a guy that would get te- texts too, but a
1: little bit weird. That dude is
0: very crazy. weird. Mm-hmm. He's still crazy. Yeah, but he, like he would go out there on the court. He'd do a good job against guys like Carl Malone, Sean Kemp, whoever it was. Uh, you know, mainly Carl Malone in the finals.
1: No wonder that guy just needed a day off in Vegas, a whole weekend. Like, hey, I'm working my ass off every day. Just let me, just let me go party. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't even get to shoot. (laughs)
1: Just let me relax, man. My body hurts. I like
0: Rodman as a player. I think he is a weird AF off the court. But as a player, I don't think he gets enough respect. Like Even to honestly put Draymond in the same category as Rodman is probably incorrect. Rodman was a much better rebounder and a much better defensive player. Uh, Draymond can score a little bit better. He passes a lot better. But Rodman dominated in two categories.
1: The energy was just through the roof all the time.
0: It never needed to score. Yeah. You have Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan out there. Like yep. We don't even want you thinking about shooting. <laughs> just pass the ball to one of those guys. Yeah. Or you know, Tony Kukos or Ron Harper, like, whoever it may be. But uh, I am I am glad that the Celtics are winning. I didn't think they would. I was a little bit surprised last night watching this game. There's like two or three minutes left. The Warriors were down by 12 and they pulled their starters. I couldn't believe it. And it was kind of after the Steph Curry yeah. went down thing, but still like you're only you're down 12. That's four three-pointers away from being tied.
1: Like I've seen you guys score 21 points yeah. in seven trips down. Yeah. I, I
0: think it was at one point during the third or maybe early in the fourth, they were down by 12 and they fought back right it, in the game and it did it not take right long. It was right
1: there uh, in the middle of the third and then kind of Steph went off and did what he did. Clay had a mm-hmm. couple threes. Uh, I think Otto Porter hit a big three as well and I was, that's at that point when I saw that happen, I was like everyone's sitting tonight because it was like auto hit one Steph came down missed when it rimmed out and then he comes back down the next trip hits a three on the left side and then it was clay thompson from the right side and i was like holy cow like all right they're about to blow this thing out of the water here we go and then boston just kept getting offensive rebounds and they kept it one thing i noticed with them too is that they kept attacking the basket like jason tatum and I can't, one of the announcers made a great point last time. I was like, okay hey, he attacked the basket this time and when he went up, he wasn't going up looking for contact for a foul. He just realized like, okay, I'm gonna make contact, but I'm trying to still score. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's what makes Jason Tatum dangerous if that could just be his mindset every time attacking the basket. And I wholeheartedly agreed with it because he ended up making a you know a pretty big layup, crowd goes nuts, they go to commercial break, there was a timeout. And I was like, if Boston continues to do that and just in is constantly physical in attacking the basket, the Warriors are going to get tired. They're going to get beat down. And it's going to be harder to keep having that energy to put up those deep shots. Because yeah, the Steph Celtics Curry size got is,
0: It's been a difference maker.
1: Steph Curry got beat up last night. And it was more than <laughs> yeah. just before the whole little, like, chasing the ball on the floor, that little tussle of Al Horl yeah. laying on his leg. And I
0: saw a lot of people saying that that was maybe intentional. I don't think it was.
1: I think he kind of realized, like, oh, I'm on. I don't think he meant to, like, land on his legs, but I think he realized I'm on his legs. I'm just going to chill here for a second. Like, I'm going to keep, which like, Which happens arms. Yeah, but, like, I'm going to lay here a little bit. I thought Steph Curry's reaction to it afterwards was a little dramatic.
0: It looked like he tore his ACL.
1: Yeah, I it, thought this guy, like, had his ankle ripped. I'm away. glad
0: you brought it up and not me because I, this is, like, a pet peeve of mine.
1: Like, when you're laying on the floor and you have your hands on your head. And, and you're your like, screaming, like
0: you're yelling, like mouth wide open, shouting. Ground. You better yeah. be coming out of the game.
1: Yep. Wheelchair time. Where's? Yeah. Place?
0: Yeah, but nope, it's like, oh, no. I think it was even Mark Jackson that was like, oh, is it his ankle? Like, you know, he has problems with his ankles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we just automatically assume. But it, then he stays in the game. Steve Kerr pulls the starters you know, shortly after that. I I think this is a situation, this is a thing that's going to get kind of blown up of like, oh, how's, how's Steph for game four? He's fine. Like, he he would have stayed in the game if it were close. He's going to be fine. Was,
1: I think he was fine, but I think he was pretty beat down because when they pulled him, I don't mm-hmm. remember who it was that attacked the basket, but they just straight-up bodied Steph down in the lane and, like, put an elbow right in his ribs, went up and scored. And that's, and I think there was a foul call, too. And that's when Steve Kerr was like, all right, we're pulling the Stars with about, like, two and a half minutes left.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with Steph Curry, he's a guy that has three NBA championships already, has been to a shitload of other championships. It, I think that's what separates him from the all-time greats, the Tim Duncans, Kobe. Uh, Jordan, LeBron, those guys who have won multiple championships, it, it, his defense, uh, those guys are giving you something on D. Might not be great, but, you know, honestly, like, all of them, pretty solid. Then there's yeah. Steph Curry, who it's like, ugh, you're going to guard Marcus Smart tonight. Like, yeah. let's put you over there because you are a liability on defense.
1: <laughs> when in the world did Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, become like a sh- sharpshooter from outside? I know. Okay, like, we've seen it several times throughout the playoffs. But, like, even last night it was like, you guys are driving to the basket and then kicking out to Marcus Smart.
0: And he's hitting big yes. open shots. Even last night, what he had, like, 20-some points, I thought. 24 points.
1: What, three threes? Three, four threes? Three of them. Yeah. Went three
0: of seven. Not bad shooting last night. But he, is, he has kind of stepped up. And I tweeted a while back that I thought Marcus Smart was – maybe a little bit underrated. Mm -hmm. And then he went on to have an absolute terrible night the rest of the night. But now he is kind of fighting back. I think he's underrated offensively. He'll give you a little bit more than I think we've gotten used to a lot of these defensive player of the year types to where it will be like a Rodman or a Draymond where it's like, Oh, you're not going to give us anything on the offensive end or even, um, Pat Beverly, like you're not getting much offense out of those guys. You get a little bit more out of Marcus smart and he has come up big. And I do think the, that, tertiary star for the celtics you gotta have one every night like jalen he's gonna get his tatum gonna get his you need that third guy to kind of step up hit big shots whether it's al horford marcus smart Derek white you need that third guy and they they get it once again with marcus smart
1: absolutely and i think it's one of those deals like you said that you need that tertiary player to step up for the ball good summer. word a good one. It's a new one. <laughs> Is it? Good it to word. I've heard you say it. it. was like, boop, like it. Yeah. Give it a little favorite.
0: <laughs> a little Add word of the day. <laughs> Tertiary. <There. laughs> don't
1: ask me to spell it, but I can say it.
0: Right. Good word. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I even said yesterday, like, I don't really care. I think the Warriors might just sweep the rest of the series. <laughs> I was wrong. Celtics get one at home. And uh, the game, I feel like this game was closer than the final score. Uh, Celtics win by 16, but again, it got kind of out of hand there towards the end. But a good game, I am excited about game four. I am still very much so rooting for the Celtics. I do think that Jalen Brown, probably the MVP, if this trend continues. Now, Jason Tatum could come out and, you know, take over the games he honestly he hasn't taken over the games the way that i thought he would
1: that's what i was going to say like i want to see him do that until then i think it is going to be Jalen brown because Jalen brown i mean he had some good plays defensively last night too we all saw the big Mm -hmm. block that he had i believe it was on clay thompson uh, attacking the left side of the basket and i was like man that was like a a huge momentum changing play for boston to where it felt like it kind of sealed the mindset of we've won this basketball game yeah like that was just like the huge swing for me watching it and so if you're Jason Tatum, like don't play out of your game, but you just you got to hit more shots. Like you're nine of twenty-three from the field. We got to be a little bit more consistent. Yeah, right you got to be and a I little more efficient. Several layups as well. Those go down. I don't know. Maybe you dropped thirty-six to last night.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think in these last, uh, let's just say, assuming the Celtics win the next two games, if if Tatum does come out and drop thirty in a couple, or thirty and twenty-eight, something like that, he can. He's got an easier path. He's got that better name recognition. Like the NBA, the voters, they want Jason Tatum to win that award. Mm-hmm. It might be Jalen Brown that does it and deserves it, but people want Jason Tatum to do it.
1: Uh, did you see the postgame interview that Jason Tatum had where they told him, I can't remember who the reporter was, so excuse me, had pretty much just told him, like, hey, you guys are the first team to have three players score 20 points and have over five assists since like 1980 three or something like that, when it was the Lakers with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson. There was one other player that up in my mind. James
0: Worthy? Right.
1: Yes. And Jason Tatum goes, oh, wow, that's cool. That was way before my time. I was born in 98. And the reporter's like, Damn, oh, 98? my gosh. Yeah. That dude's three years younger than me. Like, that hit me last night. I was like, that dude's a stud. Like, I I've reached the point where it's like, there are guys that are young like it's like watching like my little brother's class just be like dominating at sports i'm like you guys are freaking better than we were like that's just a weird feeling i've, I've now reached that point of being an adult where it's like there are guys younger than me who are so much more talented than people my age it's a yeah. little different that it, makes
0: sense it, it's weird too you're probably getting into the age mid-20s or so where you're also like man i'm rooting for a kid
1: Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, yeah.
0: Yeah, like just you know, some young kid. Or even like for me, it was surreal when we went to Dallas and we're looking at some of these guys play football, uh, the Evan Neal types. And I like, mean, he's 21 years old. This is a child, but he's a massive individual, but he's 21. I know that he probably thinks like, oh, I'm a grown-ass man, which he is. But, you know, like these 21-year-old kids, these are who you're rooting for, like through the draft process. Or like Chet Holmgren. What's, he's like 19, 20 years old, and you got people just rooting for him. Like he's the next biggest thing, and it's, it's just kind of wild that you do that. But I do think that you're going through that point in, like, your life. Because I remember doing it, too. Like, oh, I'm rooting for this guy, and he's super young. Or even now, like uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty – what is he? He's twenty-six.
1: Him and I, me and Patrick Mahomes are the same age, mm-hmm. and I know like I've made jokes about it before because that dude got paid $500 million on a contract that same summer. I got my own one-bedroom apartment. Me and Patrick were just <laughs> right. feeling it alive. Patrick's living his dream in the NFL. I'm living my dream of getting to do a podcast and a radio show. Exactly. Look at us. Same age, living our dreams, man. It, One of us getting paid more than the other. A little
0: bit. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, more. Than, even Bryce puts it in the chat. Seeing some of these college football players, and they look like babies. They do. Like, once, like you don't get to see, like, their face really until they get drafted or seeing some of them in person.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, oh,
0: man, you are, you are a kid.
1: Like, seeing uh, – I know we talked about it uh, when we went to the O-line Masterminds back in, what, February or January? Mm-hmm. And seeing, like, Evan Neal and Charles Cross and Trevor Penning, and you're just like – I'm I'm older than you, but you also look young. Trevor than
0: Penning looks way. old. He wasn't one where I was like, oh, you look like a kid.
1: He when I got close because I almost accidentally bumped into him at the beginning because would have like, been we bad were for coming you. around the corner, huh?
0: <laughs> that would have been bad for it you. It
1: almost was because he put his hands up like he was blocking, and I'm like, I'm not a defensive player. <laughs> I like, just out of the Jesus, bathroom.
0: take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> coming out of the bathroom, my guy. Excuse me. Yeah, you and better was make yourself like, like, move. Oh, you're good. And I was like, thanks, man. Holy shit. That was also my first time, like being like that close to like an NFL offensive lineman, where you're six six, three hundred twenty five pounds, and I was like, Whoa, "Shit."
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of those offensive linemen it is like because Evan Neal is the one that I keep going back to. He looks like a kid, mm-hmm. like in the face, like it looks like he needs to do like some maturing. He doesn't have like this big bushy beard or anything like that that some of these dudes have. He just, he looks like a kid. But he's six foot seven, three hundred and sixty pounds.
1: And like you see him at like six foot seven, three hundred twenty pounds, and you're just like, there's no way you weigh three hundred twenty some pounds. Oh, I know. And I know, like everyone thought that, like on a national when he got to, like on a national scale when he went to the NFL Combine, and he was standing there shirtless, it was like, that's three hundred some pounds. That's what a body type looks like now. But I remember I seen it there in Dallas, and just be like, there's no way that guy weighs that much. Yeah, if he weighs that much, and we're sitting here thinking, there's no way he weighs that much. How much does Salvador Perez weigh? And I know we talked about it on local <laughs> radio. That's a guy who's listed at what two forty.
0: He's listed at six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds. Ain't he looks no way like he
1: would weigh three twenty.
0: <laughs> yeah, he looks <laughs> like an offensive lineman. Yeah. He, I can remember having conversations with people who had played against Salvador Perez, and we both said like, "There's no way he's less than two hundred and sixty pounds." That was ten years ago. Yeah, I, I think that he's closer to two seventy 270 now, two seventy five, but he's still listed at. 240 for some reason. I don't, and I don't know why the sports leagues do this. Like, I get it for colleges. Like, oh, we got a guy who's one, let Let's list him at 6'2, 6'3, help him out in his draft status. Like, it, but at the same time, they're going to find out how tall you are. Yeah. Or like you have an offensive lineman, and they're like, oh, he comes, he's weighing 280. Let's list him at 300 pounds, though. It's like, why? Or Zion Williamson. Let's list him at 280. He looks 320. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wild that they, they still do that. Um, also, on the NFL side of things, Cooper Cup, uh, he got paid. Has a lot of people asking the question, what the hell are the Rams doing? We kind of talked about it a little bit. They, they've done a really good job of paying some guys, but I, they really don't have a lot of those secondary contracts. Like, you've got your guys that are making money, but then after that, I feel like there's not a lot. And like you brought it up, they, they haven't been paying first-round draft picks yeah. for the last couple of years. They're not picking up these big fifth-year options on guys. They're paying Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. That's about it. Then I guess you, you kind of start to get into some of the free agents that they've added, like an Allen Robinson. Robinson. Even the Allen Robinson deal, though, that's not bad.
1: It's not. It's 15 million 15 mil a year. Looking at the Rams, the only thing I wonder is, are you going to get that same level of production from Cooper Cup?
0: I think you will out him.
1: I hope. like, And I don't want to be like that whole, like, just like, eh, like, da, 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 let's see it again thing. Because Cooper Cup has gotten better every year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But, like, last year it was. was a I, yeah, I
0: don't year. expect him to win the Triple Crown again. Yeah. And, uh, but at I, the
1: same time, if he does, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you did it back-to-back years with Matthew Stafford as your quarterback, which also goes to show how good Matthew Stafford can be when he's got reliable targets and an offense, that you know, based around his strengths and a defense that's competitive holy shit, look at that. Granny just won a Super Bowl because of it. But you throw in Allen Robinson, too, and it's like, now he has another 50-50 receiver. And if there's a possibility that they bring back Odell Beckham.
0: Or Robert Woods, when's he supposed no, to be back? No, he
1: was. Uh, they traded him to the Titans.
0: Oh, right? yeah, that's right.
1: Which is, I think, no, we didn't because they traded away A.J. Brown. Because going I say, like, ooh, the Titans might be kind of scary. Never mind. They got rid of A.J. Brown. Even with Traylon Brooks, I don't care. But with the Rams, it's still like, you're paying all these guys. Like, they got massive contract extensions. Like you're paying this like continually. Like Alan Robinson, you're gonna have another couple years. Aaron Donald's getting paid now. Like they didn't extend him; they just gave him a raise. Yeah. So it's like, how does this affect your salary cap for next year, the year after that? And I saw, I think it might have been Ian Rappaport, It's like, oh, you can't pay a guy this big of a contract without you know having to get rid of somebody. And it was like a linebacker that you owed three million dollars. You're telling me you get rid of three million dollars, but you can add another ninety-five? That's mm-hmm. what I just don't get.
0: And they added Bobby Wagner in this offseason as well?
1: Yes, that's another one. I don't,
0: I don't remember his deal. I wonder if he took a, a smaller deal. And even with Cooper Cup, I, I should have researched this better because I went to, like, one source. I saw that his deal was three years, $110 million. I've also seen it at three years, $95 million, And I've seen it at three years, $80 million. I don't know how much he's getting paid.
1: I think because I noticed yesterday too, but I think it's where everyone bases on, like – the extension, what the contract is as a whole now for the next three years, or like, and then what they eventually just like gave him.
0: Yeah, he's getting paid either way. But yeah. I do think that he probably got... He took a little less of a deal than he could have gotten.
1: Bobby Wagner got a five-year, $50 million deal.
0: So 10 per, that's not too bad. I don't think he's going to play full five years. But we'll see. But the Rams continue to build, and I'm happy for a guy like Cooper Cup. I, I really like him. He was a guy that I... Liked coming out of eastern Washington. I can still remember watching the tape of him on that red fucking field and being like, this is giving me a massive headache. (laughs) But this dude is good. (laughs) Yeah. I can't stand watching tape on those different color fields.
1: Yeah, like central Arkansas has a purple field, I believe. Yeah. It's
0: like purple and gray striped fields. You probably can't see the gray because you're colorblind and don't know it.
1: I'm going to take what's... Okay, let's go there. I don't think I'm colorblind. <laughs> I, think I think you're I mildly colors. colorblind. I think I see colors so well other people don't realize it. They don't be like, damn.
0: You see so color so well you didn't see the gray on that field?
1: <laughs> I saw the gray on the field. Okay. Cause it's like the multi stripe. Yeah. It's like purple gray, purple, gray, purple, gray. Yeah. I just the reason I say because like I remember I got a couch one time and I was like, Why in the world are we getting a green couch? This is ugly, this is a hideous couch. And I'm like, this is gray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah. There's some green-ass tint in that couch. And then once my sister got there, she looked at it. She's like, it's a great couch, but there's some green tint. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Your car had some purple tint in it. I thought you had a purple car.
0: Yeah, it was navy blue.
1: You're like a referee in basketball where there's a purple team, but they still call them blue.
0: <laughs> right. No, no, no. We're not. You're red. I, yeah. Actually, no, we're not. We're not red. We are maroon. I know it's too <laughs> I'm know fi- I have a picture of that car somewhere. I'm gonna find it and prove to you that it is in fact blue. Even its listing. When I had to like go get it registered.
1: Oh, they do the same thing on that. They treat (laughs) like basketball referees. It's a blue car. You walk out, that car's
0: perfect. You know, one time I went to register a truck though, the one that I got from Roper Kia off Craigslist, and I took it in there and I said uh, it's a silver truck, and the lady looked at it and she's like, "Honey, that's gray." I'm like. That's what we're arguing? I need to be that specific? <laughs> yeah. By the way, it was silver, but she's like, honey, that's gray. I'm like, Who gives a fuck, lady? <laughs> gray versus silver, that's really what you're going to get hung up on? Is there even a difference there? All right, one's bright. I thought it was bright enough to be called silver. Whatever. Mark Party, it down as the gray. the sun. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you're a little bit colorblind. Because you have had situations where like, you thought my car was purple, and there's been some other ones that I just don't remember.
1: It was something else with a gray color, like gray and green.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I wore a shirt that I thought, that's what it was. Like, I wore these gray shorts and a shirt that I thought was like more of a green color. And you're like, yeah, nice. Yes. Fit. And I was like, uh, this is a green shirt, gray shorts. I am fine.
0: And maybe that one's just shirt specific because you will, I know what shirt it is now. you are like, no, no, it's a green shirt. It's like, mm, it's gray. It and does have I- a, a hint of green. I will give you that, but it is definitely gray.
1: Because I wore that shirt for an alumni basketball tournament game where my team color was gray. And I was like, one, why the fuck are we gray? I'm going to sweat through this (laughs) so bad. And I did. And that was when I was really out of shape and hadn't played basketball in like a year. I was like, I'll show up and play gray. It was an awful color choice. But then I wore that shirt and they're like, why are you wearing a green shirt? And I was like, I freaking knew it. I knew this was a green shirt. I've been trying to tell people. Someone told me it was gray.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, somebody lied to you and said it was green. it's gray hints of green yes but it is gray
1: so i'm seeing the green in it then that's why it makes me think i'm not colorblind
0: (laughs) it makes you think you see colors better than (laughs) i see a
1: hint of a color it's like i see my sister's an interior designer she'll look at cabinets and be like ah that has too much orange in it like bitch that's brown what the fuck are you talking about orange (laughs) she sees color really good but you're
0: the color expert so what does she know
1: well, I just had to learn. You know what I mean? Just, when you're not used to looking for those colors, you're not. But the more you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: The whole reason was they wanted to get new floors. And her fiance was like, what about this floor? She's like, no, nah, it doesn't match our cabinets. And he was like, it's a gray floor and we have brown cabinets. This is fine. She's like, no, nah, the cabinets have too much orange in it. It'll, be, it'll look weird when it's in there. And he was like, uh, all right, like, whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm get, he's going to need to sit that one out. Sorry, Eric. (laughs) You you let her do her thing. She knows what she's doing. She literally
1: gets paid to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you do not. And I don't know him that well. I know him well enough to know that you don't get a say. (laughs) (laughs) Not in that one. But Cooper Cup gets paid. I do think he's going to have another fantastic season. There was even – I I replied to somebody on Twitter about uh, more fantasy stuff, like who's going to lead the league in passing yards. I still just feel like the Raiders – are going to air it out this year? I think Josh McDaniels going to look at it and say, you know what? Fuck it. We got Waller, we got Renfro, we got Devonte Adams. We're airing it out forty times a game.
1: Do you think they'll air it out in terms of like deep shots, or it'll be uh, no? I think it'll be, be a balanced quickly. pass attack. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, you have Devonte Adams. You can throw him the deep ball. You've got let Adams go deep. Waller hit the intermediate. Renfro underneath.
1: There's your progression. <laughs> I wonder if he's more excited about this coaching stint than he was with the Broncos, where he's like. Fucking Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow and Kyle Orton. Get me
0: out of here. (laughs) right. Kyle Orton, (laughs) I kind of forgot about him, to be honest. Uh Uh-huh. I did, too. They actually threw the ball quite a bit when he was with the Broncos. And, again, it was with Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow. I believe Chris Sims was on one of those rosters.
1: Uh, He was with the Broncos, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He got in trouble for smoking, I think, or something like that. Surprise, but... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I do. I think that the Raiders are going to air it out. I, I like Josh Jacobs. A lot of people don't. So I, and we'll see how often he's even healthy. And with yeah. that offensive line, I don't, I don't think they're going to run the ball a lot. And, and he's a
1: better patch, or pass catching back than a lot of people want to give him credit for. Mm-hmm. In mean, that at, division, awful.
0: you're going to need to keep up with the points. You're going to throw the football.
1: (laughs) Especially with, I mean, not even the Chiefs. Like The Chargers and Broncos are going to put up points, too. Like It's going to be insane. I'm excited for football season. We talk like that. Ooh,
0: buddy. Jake put in the chat, do you think Carr will have the same fantasy hype this year as Stafford did last year? I I don't think so because I think a lot of people are, they underrate Derek Carr. and So I don't think he's going to get that hype, but I think you might actually get similar production. And I had Matt Stafford last year. He did have some games where he went off, and it was fantastic. I'll tell you, he put up some goose eggs, too. They were just fucking terrible. Yeah. So do I do think that Derek Carr will have a similar fantasy production to what Matthew Stafford did last year, which, again, probably sounds outlandish. When you actually look at Matt Stafford and how he did last year in fantasy, it wasn't that great.
1: It wasn't as consistent as most people would think. No, oh, it
0: wasn't consistent at all. I literally lost like two two games, two weeks, or whatever, because he threw for, like, 150 yards and three interceptions. Yep. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You it's have-
1: crazy how people just forget about those type of games when you win the Super Bowl. And I know that's what, like, every player says, too. Like, I remember uh, Tyron Matthews saying for the Chiefs. So it was like, hey, like, we can sit here and talk about how bad we are now, but we're in the playoffs and we're winning games. People are going to forget about these games. So, like, that's just what we got to tell players in the locker room. That's great and stuff, but it's just – it's also funny how the NFL is just a roller coaster of emotions week in and week out of, like – how good a team is? How bad a team is? When oh, you get to the playoffs, yeah. it's like these. You know, is where they learn their lessons. And I'm, you know, real. I don't. I don't want to say bad about it, but like very good at pointing those out as well. And like, hey, like this is just something. These are the learning points of the season for some of these teams. They're still good.
0: Yeah, and when you look at their production last year for Matt Stafford, he threw for 4,800 yards. Derek Carr threw for 4,800 yards. Uh, Stafford did throw for 41 touchdowns, and Derek Carr only threw for four, or sorry, 23 touchdowns. But I do think that number goes up this year with Devontae Adams being there, and I think Stafford's number will go down this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just I, I, I think that you're going to see a little bit of regression. I think the Rams are still going to be very good offensively, but now it, you are getting everyone's best. They know you're the Super Bowl champ. Not that we you didn't think they were good last year, but now it's like, oh, okay. Now you do have that target on your back. And with the Raiders, I do think they're gonna throw the ball a lot. So not to give away all my strategies, I'm not taking Derek Carr to like be my fantasy starter this year. I'll target him as my backup though.
1: It's not a bad idea.
0: Just to like see what happens. Now again in our fantasy league, there are what three Raiders fans in there too? It's like you're either a Chiefs fan, a Raiders fan, or or your Matt, who's a 49ers fan. That's it. That's-
1: but doesn't want to like claim to be a 49ers fan anymore until they're like, "Good," and it's like, "I'm back.
0: <laughs> I'm still here." What are you talking about? I was here all along. he's, um, so- a,
1: he's the, like the team version of what I was with Carson Wentz last year. Where like I'm rooting for him, and then it's like when they do bad, it's like, man, I'm just kind of hiding away. But when they're good, it's like oh, I love Carson Wentz.
0: Love <laughs> that is definitely you. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to start it up this year.
1: I'm not. No, I'm done. I I'm. I've hopped off the train. Hopped on my horse. We're out, dude. Yeah, even
0: if he comes out and he does like three touchdowns week one.
1: Nope. i uh, I rode the horse ahead to the bridge that they're getting ready to cross and uh, lined it up with dynamite. And blew it up. So uh, it's just going <laughs> to eventually. What I think is going to happen.
0: Yeah, uh, do you have any fantasy sleepers that you've thought of so far? Not that we prepared to talk about this today.
1: No, I think Albert O for the Broncos is maybe a tight end to keep an eye on because
0: you love them Broncos tight ends.
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. Um I just because I thought Noah Fate would be the one to go off last year, but he's done uh-huh. with those injuries, but like Albert O has been kind of like the sneaky guy that's gotten the touches and the looks. And now I know Russell Wilson doesn't want to doesn't usually Go yeah. after the whole like tight end doesn't like to throw him the ball a lot, but at the same time, I just think that offense is going to be so dangerous to where Albert O is going to be kind of that forgotten guy for a little bit. And I'm not thinking he's going to put up huge numbers, but he's definitely something to keep an eye on later in rounds to be like this possibility that a guys getting touches throughout the season.
0: I'll say one guy that I am going to be very low on this year, and it might come back to burn me is Joe Burrow. I don't think that fantasy wise,
1: I don't okay. know if he should You're be a starter. You don't think he will be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, I, I think we're going to see board. a big
0: regression from him. I, that offensive line, I don't think it got much better. Again, didn't prepare to talk about the Bengals or fantasy football today, but I, I do think that that's another team where that target on your back is going to really come out to affect them. I love Jamar Chase, love T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, even, but I still question that offensive line. So, and again, having that target on your back, playing in the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Defense is going to be tough
1: I question anything with the Steelers like on that like any offensive player from the Steelers, like yeah, especially Najee if Harris Kenny Pickett starting yeah, like I just if it works out for him, that's great. like if Kenny Pickett has a good season, if you got any of those Steelers options, good that worked out for you, but that is a massive risk. One Did- player that I do think though that like I have my eye on and, and kind of hoping it get in around one or early round two depending on where I'm picking at, javante Williams throwing back for the Broncos. Yeah, he was someone I was eyeing like on a little bit last. Hey, uh,
0: you a Broncos fan or what?
1: <laughs> I just man, I like what the Broncos have done. Like the last couple years in the draft, you've heard me talk about it. Like I like their defense. I like their. Opposite. You draft for
0: uh, you know, a quarterback. Like I got my eye on Russell Wilson and no, I've probably really just go ahead and Russell snag. Wilson enough, yeah. Cortland Sutton, that receiver too.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going quarterback early in round one though. If I'm pick one, if I somehow land that, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes this year. I'm yeah. not doing the whole trick you so I can get Christian. I am taking Patrick Mahomes. If I am picked two or three, I am taking Patrick Mahomes. If I am picked seven or eight and Patrick Mahomes is there, I am taking him.
0: Last year we did our draft order based on standing, so I'm picking at 11. So I just got to sit and wait, see who's
1: there. I don't know where I finished at this year because our playoffs confused me. <laughs> but here's my thing. I say this. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I also have a rule that I don't take any Chiefs players because if something You don't happens, take any? I don't want to feel guilty that, like, mm-hmm. oh, I drafted this player, now they're injured because that has been my luck the last yeah. four years in our league. So I will probably switch that. Justin Herbert. Really? The dude passes the ball like crazy. Good up, weapons over there. Yeah. Passes the ball a ton. Alike. He was uh, league leaders in passing yards last year as well. He's at the top week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, Austin he's Eckler's wrong.
0: another guy that gets slept on, too, because he doesn't every have a lot of rushing year. yards. Yeah, <laughs> But, like, it, I think in our league, I don't think he was drafted in the first round. I think he was a second-round running back type guy. But, I mean, he does he does a good job every year, too. I, I think it is kind of safe to say, if you've picked up on uh, what we're dropping here, AFC West is going to be pretty safe to take <laughs> some of their, <laughs> their fantasy what guys. What about
1: anything in the NFC Anything to be excited about there? Dak Prescott, what are your thoughts on him as a fantasy quarterback this next season? Lost to Marty Cooper, but still got CeeDee Lamb.
0: Yeah, I like Dak. Yeah. Especially talking fantasy football over real football. He's going to give you a couple yards on the ground. How would Kyler Murray end up doing last year in fantasy?
1: I think he placed up to the top.
0: I don't remember. I n- remember talking about him a lot of like, oh, and we, I think it's safe to say, do not <laughs> – uh, but I, I would stay away from Kyler Murray. I think this is the second or third year in a row that I've said that. I don't trust his durability. Last year, it was true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> he starts off strong. Another guy, though, in, like quarterback, fantasy quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I'm excited to see what he could do. Ooh. I'm going to start like my little sleeper list right here. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be a quarterback to keep an eye on as well.
0: He gets you some points on the ground. And yeah, I do root for him.
1: And they added to the offense as well. You brought A.J. Brown in. Jalen Hurst wants to throw up a jump ball to him. A.J. Brown's most likely coming down. And
0: track. Devontae Smith. Yep. Being there, too, they've got some good receivers as well. Fantasy football season right around the corner. A lot of really people do is. their dynasty stuff. We, I've never played in a dynasty league.
1: I haven't either. I've been asked a couple times, but, like, I just don't want to do dynasty because I feel like that's a year-round process and with fantasy football, I end up finding myself in about five or six leagues, anyways, where it's like, all right, by week seven, I'm just burned out on which league is doing well and you know what lineup I have in and what trades I want to do. I think I'm just going to do three leagues max this year, and I'm just going to have to tell people no.
0: Yeah. Yep. Same. Especially if you're doing buy-in leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I will say one thing with me in like mobile quarterbacks, it feels like there's a lot of boom and bust for that. Even. um, Jake again said he had Kyler last year. He was probably a top seven, but man, when he had bad games, they were bad. And that's kind of how I feel about these mobile quarterbacks. It's like you're counting on them to get fifty plus rushing yards every game or something like that, and it just doesn't happen a lot. So I, I don't know. I would like to take the safer guys, the Matt Stafford types, Aaron Rodgers. That like I don't care if you get rushing yards. I want you to throw for forty touchdowns. Yeah. So I don't know. In our league, it pays off. I'm sure that in other people's leagues, it, it is a big advantage to have those mobile quarterbacks. But I've That's had success over the last couple of years. I never take a mobile quarterback.
1: Yeah. Who has been your – Who's your quarterback last year, Matthew Stafford? Matt Stafford. Who was it the year before? Tom Brady. And you've won back-to-back years?
0: Uh, I've been in the championship back-to-back years.
1: Who won this last year then? I don't remember. Oh, uh,
0: our friend Hayden.
1: He won our league. I think he did. Son of a gun! I guess I didn't realize that.
0: It, probably because he drafted Justin Tucker. Mm. That's the that's the trick. I used to be the first guy to draft a kicker. Now it's like, oh, you gotta wait.
1: He's an actual Ravens <laughs> fan too, so that is. Tough for you.
0: Yeah, and he targets him very early. Like,
1: last year was his first year in the league, wasn't it? Or was that second, his second year? Second year.
0: Yeah. Uh, excited about fantasy football though. I'm sure that we will continue to talk we're talking
1: about it dude. more and more
0: about it. Even like today, it was nowhere near the rundown. Didn't even think we would, but it is exciting to get into it. And even just preview the NFL, you know, again, people are always like, Oh, what are you guys going to talk about over the summer? There's no football. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's <laughs> always football to talk about. Even if you have to just be like, yeah, let's do some you know, preseason previews. Let's talk about fantasy football. Easily talk about that. All day, a couple other things happening. Uh, softball, OU looks like a juggernaut that just can't be beat. They are currently playing the Texas Longhorns. Won last night, sixteen to one. The team hit six home runs in one game. Uh, Jocelyn, I don't know how to say it. her last name. Got anything there? What number is she? I don't know. I uh, hit two home runs. She's hitting five sixteen on the season. She's hitting better than 50%.
1: Softball's too easy.
0: <laughs> on the season.
1: You got to scoot the mound back. Maybe scoot it up. I don't know.
0: I don't... I honestly... I don't see how there's enough time for them to actually react to those pitches. It, the mound feels so close. Not even the mound. What, where they pitch from. Yeah. Feels so close to home. Yeah, I would be just terrified of taking one off the face. <laughs> I know some people like to even like make fun of like, oh, look at them wearing their little face mask. That pitcher... 40 feet away, not 60 feet, 6 inches on top of a mound somewhere, 40 feet away from home base, home plate. I would also be wearing a a face mask thing, but it looks like they're probably going to win the softball World Series. I think that game's happening tonight. You have the PGA suspending the live players today, 17 of them. We'll see what happens even with that one, though, because not a golf guy. But I believe that the the major events operate on their own. Like the Masters is not run by the PGA. So the Masters can still be like, yeah, Phil, you can play here. Mm-hmm. No problem. It's so like, okay, I can't play in the PGA Tour. Like I don't, I don't give a shit if I can't do that if I'm these players. I'm making $200 million from Phil Mickelson. <laughs> now, I'm giving the big middle finger to the PGA. And I'm playing in this. Yeah, I think it teed off today, this morning actually.
1: And we saw someone this morning on Dan Patrick talking about the fact that like, when you look at how these guys are and where they're ranked like nationally in the world, they're like, all like right there around that 100 mark. I don't care where they're ranked at nationally. They're still big names, and they carry weight, and they mm-hmm. get views, and people want to see how they're doing. And yep. now they're getting paid over $100 million each. Yeah, they're going to get attention. That is going to be watched. And this weekend, I mean, they're opening up today, actually. Yeah, people are gonna watch it. People are gonna want to know what's going on and how it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people will talk to like, oh, they don't have a TV deal. It's on YouTube. I found it this morning. I don't think that the TV deal is that big of a deal. If you got a lot of people watching it on YouTube, you're gonna make money there, and eventually somebody's gonna throw a sponsorship. Yep. At it, which is or are they
1: uh, like showing it live on YouTube.
0: Yep. Live streaming on YouTube. Wow. Or at least it seemed. I watched. Two minutes. <laughs> I was like, ah, I wonder if I can watch this. Yep, I can. There it is. It's on YouTube. I'm done. I don't watch golf. How
1: would it seem? Did you know who the announcers were or play-by-play guys were?
0: I didn't even listen to it. I just watched it. Okay. <laughs> Literally so two minutes. <laughs> yeah, next to nothing on it. So I we'll see how it does. Uh, also, the Angels continue to lose. They're on a 14-game losing streak right now. They fired Joe Madden, their manager. But last night... They tried to bust their slump. Every batter had Nickelback as their walk-up song. I love this idea. <laughs> You've got to start to get creative. You guys are on a hot streak. And now you're on a 14-game losing streak. you gotta, you got to do something. And maybe it is blaring Nickelback as your walk-up music.
1: That's not a bad idea. I would love that.
0: I mean, it did not work. <laughs> they still lost.
1: I would have done it anyways by myself. I've been doing this for years.
0: Maybe you try it again. I guess, or uh, maybe try some different artists.
1: Like Rascal Flats. Do a Rascal Flats one. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Life is a hive.
0: No, you got to go all sad songs. Like, hey, we know we're slumping, so we're just all sad. <laughs> super focused here, like sad country music.
1: Uh, was it like backwards or something, <laughs> that song?
0: <laughs> yeah, you go Carrie Underwood, little Jesus Take the Wheel again, stuff like that. <laughs> that would be,
1: oh, Shohei Otani coming out there to Jesus Take the Wheel.
0: <laughs> or just all of you use the same song. Why don't they just
1: turn it into a fan vote? Get the fans involved. What player gets what walk-up song? Just give them the cheesiest songs possible.
0: Yeah, right. You can also vote for the All-Star game uh, currently. I know that the Royals have to send a representative. I don't know that I'm going to vote for any of these guys. They do not deserve to be in the All-Star. <laughs> it, it sucks. It, they, they lost again last night. Or no, they won last night, uh, which brings their record to 17-38. and 38 which was like the song and like the thing that they used when they won the World Series was the whole 1738 thing. Now that's their record. They're losing. They look like one of the worst teams in the league.
1: The Royals record 1738? Yeah. It's 1837. Oh. Yeah. I got confused there for a second. Sorry. That's too bad. But if it was 1738, yeah, we'd be like, we're on our way back, (laughs) baby.
0: I don't think so. Y'all are (laughs) fucked. in like maybe four years <laughs> yeah yeah so the Royals continue seven
1: even better
0: mm-hmm. I did see last night Yachty Molina uh, got his first strikeout as a pitcher though did
1: you see our Bulls just dying laughing in the dugout too because yeah
0: of- what's oh, wild that. about baseball though is like that game was like 11 to 2 or something like that like it was a little bit out of hand it was the eighth inning when Yachty was pitching they, like, they had already given up wow And this is professional baseball. This isn't like little league. It's, I don't know. Baseball's weird. They'll be like, Hey, don't touch the foul line when you run out to the field. Don't step on that pitcher's mound. But at the same time, they're like, ah, fuck it. Eighth inning. Let our catcher pitch now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, or like, they'll send Brett Phillips out there and let him pitch. Baseball is weird. Uh, We also have our Thinking Out Loud segment for today. Again, uh, we'd love it when you guys get involved. Drop those. We had a lot of would-you-rathers this week from you guys. Had some Tell the Truth Tuesdays even. And I even had some people slide in the DMs and elaborate on the OnlyFans discussions we were having yesterday. Mm -hmm. There are some people out there that will do some very, very odd things and pay for it.
1: They were asking you to do it?
0: No. No, I wish.
1: I was like, whoa, You're already, like, you just dropped ahead the, the lead story for the day. <laughs> right. Shout out on that You're actually shows.
0: on OnlyFans already? No, I'm not, but I would be. Uh, you go just off, let King. me know. Make your money. Uh, feet picks. You want them? I got them. Farts. I'll go buy some jars. Actually, I jars. I was going to say, <laughs> and I make moonshine too, so like I've already got some jars.
1: Oh, loaded and ready to go.
0: DMs are open. The Thinking Out Loud segment that we do every Thursday, though, I do love when you guys get involved. I went down a rabbit hole last night of Larry Bird highlights.
1: Huh. I was talking about him earlier in the week, actually.
0: And I feel like a lot of people do. And you always talk about, like, these Larry Bird moments. So I know a lot of people are already aware of it. But, like, the trash talk that this man would talk. I watched, like, a 40-minute YouTube video last night.
1: You watched a documentary, dude.
0: Pretty much. But it was just like clips of people talking about Larry Bird and all the shit that he talked about, how he would actually tell people, like, hey, I'm coming right here to this spot, and I'm going to score. I'm going to do a, a 360, take two dribbles, jump in your eye. And he would come down to court and do it. <laughs> or there was one where they were talking about him, and it, it was the end of the game, and he catches the ball, and the coach calls a timeout. Hey, Larry Bird looks at him and he's like, Why are you calling a timeout in that situation? Like, and then he tells the guy that's guarding him, Hey, I'm coming right back here and I'm going to hit the game winner. And he did it. <laughs> he, he fucking did it. There was one game where he, um, he started out the game and he only shot left handed. He's like, You guys are so bad. I'm going to start this game left handed. He shot everything left handed and went like five of five to start the game, shooting with his opposite hand. Absolutely ridiculous. Or he'd walk into locker rooms and be like, Who's guarding me tonight? Uh, stuff like, like the three-point competition. Walked into the locker room, said, who's finishing second? And that's a known one. Uh, one that I learned last night, though, is that he would uh, talk to players and be like, why do you have this white guy guarding me? Like That's just disrespectful. Don't put a white boy on me. It's like, <laughs> Larry, you're white. <laughs> but he'd just get pissed off. It. And I Watching it, I couldn't help but think of Kobe Bryant. It's like, these are Kobe Bryant-type stories. Yeah. But Kobe took like the three legends before him, and was like, I'm going to do all of that. Like he took Jordan's game. Yeah. The trash talk of Larry Bird and then it's like fuck it, I'll do it in LA like Magic did. Like watching Larry Bird almost made me respect Kobe Bryant more.
1: Wow. When you put it that way, that's amazing.
0: Right? Like he took the best of all three of them. He's like I'm going to do all of it. So I know that like what's the quote of like everybody wanted to grow up and be Michael Jordan. One of them actually did it and it was Kobe. Man, he took Magic and Bird too though. Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: That <laughs> yeah. gave me goosebumps. So now, like, I, I need a Kobe doc. I need it soon. Because I love those stories, too. Even though, like, Matt Barnes on the sideline, like, trying to punk him down by throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And Kobe doesn't even budge.
1: I've never seen that as a kid. Just like, that is the most mm-hmm. hard-ass thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, or when the uh, the Lakers were kind of bad and Kobe's like, these are the motherfuckers you have?
1: In practice. How am oh, I supposed charm, to get better? Yeah, oh, Soft.
0: <laughs> yeah, so going down a Larry Bird rabbit hole made me think of Kobe. And eventually there will be some kind of a documentary on yeah. him. But I, I already can't wait. I'm pre excited about a Kobe Bryant documentary off of watching – Larry Bird highlights and just to be honest it was because I can't stand to watch Stephen A. Smith on the pregame I tried to turn on the pregame and was like alright let's hear what they have to say I fucking hate hearing that man talk really I, can, I cannot stand it so I muted it I muted the TV and it was like alright let's watch some Larry Bird stuff
1: I feel like a lot of people are getting tired of Stephen A. Smith he's mm-hmm. everywhere like that's yeah. all you hear anymore
0: CJ McCollum and JJ Redick kind of putting him in his place yeah the that other day.: a bad
1: look, that's tough. That's <laughs> J.J. Tough. Reddick's
0: about to take over ESPN basketball.
1: I wouldn't be surprised.: uh, He well on his way.: I like it. Uh-huh. Kind of like Dan Oblowski with the NFL, or like you get a new voice and look into it, who someone who played in the league for a long time and understands the modern player and the modern thinking of mm-hmm. how the game is going. And that was he's a on, too. At talking. Yes.
0: Draymond was like, this is the new media. The players are are smart, and we know what we're doing now, and we can talk about basketball.
1: Like, even CJ I thought CJ McCollum did a great job, too.
0: He's low-key been really good for a long time. He used to have a podcast. I don't know. I don't think he still does, where he was kind of doing the same thing that Draymond was before, of like, hey, after games, let's talk about it. This is what's going on in the league. Mm -hmm. But I think he's really good on TV, too. Him and J.J. Redick are definitely ascending.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Big fan of it. My thinking out loud uh, Thursday here for y'all is my frustration with having to pay bills on websites. Why in the world are you going to go paperless on billing and say, hey, this is what we think is better for us. We're going to save trees. It's great for the earth. We're paperless. Pay your bills on our website. That's fine. Why are you making it so goddamn difficult? It just drives me insane.
0: What's well, difficult about it?
1: It just nothing loads or like there's just my bill will be like hey this is like what you owe on your bill. And then mm-hmm. it's like but your bill this month was this. Why do those numbers not match up? Like why is everything all over the place? Why do I have to put in my account number 3 times? And also the other thing with
0: all of this Is this your like electric bill or whatever, your utilities? Yes.
1: <laughs> and the other thing is, don't ask me for a username. But it's my email. My email is not my email. Yeah, that is annoying. I'm with you
0: on that one. Mm -hmm.
1: And so that is like the irritating part of it. It's like I go to pay these bills, and it's like, what's your username? I was like, I didn't know I had a username for this site.
0: Yeah, what the fuck would I use as a username? And so it's like,
1: did you forget your username? I was like, yeah, I guess I'll fucking change this shit, whatever. Got to update that. And so I go about it, and I was like, we don't have, you know, an account doesn't match this username. And then I put in an email. And I was like, okay, cool. A link has been sent to your email to change your password. Mm-hmm. That's not my username.
0: <laughs> I don't want to give away too much of my information. Yeah. But recently I did have some problems with my bank and my debit card because of my mini football addiction. Right? So I had to get a new debit card. Mm-hmm. I got my phone shut off the other day because it didn't renew. And they're like, you haven't paid your bill. You're shut off. So, they, like, even peek behind the curtain, one of my brothers was trying to text me, get a hold of me the other night, and couldn't. And then it was like, hey, anybody heard from Mello? Like, ask my mom, ask you, like, what's up? And I'm like, why? Like, this is stupid. Like, just message me, like, or whatever. The problem is, he doesn't have an iPhone. Everyone else that I talk to has an iPhone. So, if I'm connected to Wi-Fi, text me call me whatever it's no problem i didn't realize it but my phone had been shut off for three days what? three days you remember that like last yeah. week it's like oh people trying to get a hold of you but because he doesn't have an iphone he was the only person that couldn't get a hold of me it was shut off for three days
1: but your phone was just functioning off of wi-fi
0: because i'm always here or i'm at home like I, I wasn't out anywhere i didn't notice
1: no, I'm listening to that as like, why the fuck am I paying a phone bill? I'm going to be Wi-Fi <laughs> That's kind of what
0: I was thinking, too. It's like, why don't we just all go to iPhone? Apple, iWi-Fi. But now when I was like, if I was out, and what I finally noticed it because I was driving home and I was trying to listen to music and it wouldn't work. And I'm like, why will this not work? Why is Spotify down or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, Instagram's not working while I'm driving. And then I realized like, oh, shit, he couldn't get a hold of me the other day. None of this is working. And then it hit me like, oh, my debit card expired or I had to get a new one or whatever. And then it was because I had not paid my bill because they didn't update my debit card. So that's been a pain in the ass. So the whole like paying bills online,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I kind of get it.
1: And it's just like – don't. it's just so frustrating to do that. <laughs> or like if you buy something through like a, a web, like I have a Kohl's card, like Coles cash, right? Uh-huh. And so it's was like, I'll put like, I'll go like get some yeah, clothes or something. You save 15% today cards, if you sign something. up. Exactly. So I signed up and I was like, okay, hey, like you have a $50 bill or whatnot, yada, yada, yada. I was like, all right, I'll pay it and get some like more discounts and rewards through the Coles card. Yeah, it, it, the website, one, never remembers my username or password. So I had to have mm-hmm. that separately written somewhere. And it's just like, I'll use the same password and it will be like, wrong password. It's like they want me to create a new one or the website that I go to is not the same as the whole like pay my bill and Coles like they're separate entities. Yeah, Make it one and update the freaking site. I don't need some dinosaur website where I got to go pay this bill. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and uh, here's a tip for the folks. Don't use your work email to sign up for stuff like that, even as, if yes. that's your primary email because I tell you I had so many things with my teacher email that when I stopped teaching and they just deleted that email account, (laughs) I had to spend like months re-signing up for stuff. And I would go to like click on like, oh, I lost my password or whatever. Like, it's fine. We'll send you an email. It's like, ah, (laughs) funny thing about that email is that doesn't work anymore (laughs) either. So it's like I had to go through all this hassle of putting in new emails and stuff like that. My bank though, my app where I check my account and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. When I went and got my account, signed up for everything, It wasn't too long ago. They spelled my name wrong. Like I filled out all my information, spelled my name correctly because I'm not a moron, and give them the information. They had spelled my name wrong. So like uh, the checks that I had because they gave me free checks, name was spelled wrong. Debit card, name was spelled wrong. And even they gave me like my username for my account, my name was spelled wrong. So I couldn't get logged into that for a while. And then I finally – I called them and figured it out. To this day, my username for my bank account is spelled wrong. What? <laughs> have you so, gotten a
1: fish?
0: Good luck hacking me. My name's not even spelled right on account. You're going to
1: have some idiot who's trying to hack and accidentally spelled uh, name. Everything knowledge. else is right now, like the I got name.
0: In. <laughs> yeah, the name on the account is correct. Uh, checks, debit card, everything else is fine, but still if I log in online, my name is spelled incorrectly. That would be, yeah. Paying bills online. I get it. It's, it's, it's tough sometimes. Username for you, is it Colt McCoy 12 still?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might be now. Shit. <laughs>
0: that's not my username. That's my password. <laughs> um, all right. That's it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys joining us. We love when you share out the episode. That's always great. I've been retweeting those. Uh, we appreciate you trying to help us grow this thing. We appreciate the people of Colin letting us do it. Uh, that's it, though. We will be back tomorrow right here in the Colin app. Uh, 10 a.m. Central Time every weekday. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.